Okay, short-term revolution. I am super excited to bring you another episode of the podcast. Again, I am Chia Gauzier Fawale, and I'm super excited to be your host today. I'd like to share with you about a couple of decisions that you need to make um, when you're getting set up with your short-term rental, okay? Now, if there's anything that you take out of this, it is the fact that you should not spend so much time just deciding, okay? Listen, if you're spending so much time just going back and forth, going back and forth, it wears you out. Like, you will talk yourself out of getting your short-term rental if all you did was trying to decide, trying to decide. So let me give you a framework to think through this quickly so you can actually move and make significant moves. Now, before I even get into all of this, if you have not registered for the Physician Wealth Revolution event that we're having in October, you need to do that like stat, okay? Because uh, PWR... Uh, PowerCon, as I like to call it, Physician Wealth Revolution um, Con, is going to be just a great place for you to just um, get in a in framework style how to get your 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 first or next short term rental, how to find it, fund it, fix it up, and um, and profit maximally from it amongst your colleagues, amongst colleagues. Okay, so if you want to do that, just go run and go straight to PWRCON. PowerCon2022.com, PWRCON2022.com, and you'll be able to register. You can either choose regular registration or even VIP if you're so um, inclined. Um, it's going to be an amazing, amazing, amazing three days. So now let's get into the decisions you need to make to, when you're getting your first short-term rental. Number one, actually, I, I call this number zero, okay, because this decision has to, I mean, you have to decide on why you want to do this, okay? You have to start out with your why. Why do I say start with your why? It's not in the, oh, start with your why, kumbaya type thing. No, no, no. It is because what is driving you to even want to start a short-term rental will determine, first of all, what model that you choose. And secondly, how long you stick to this, okay? <laughs> okay. Now, if your reason for going into short-term rentals is like, you know what? I want to be able to build wealth, build equity over time, um, you know, or, or, or say you want like tax benefits or any of that, then you're probably going to be leaning more towards buying the property, right? If you're like, you know what, I like cash flow and I like cash flow because cash flow amplifies wealth, then um, you can, you, yeah, you should probably buy the property if it's, if you also have, you know, the goals to build equity and, and, and grow, grow equity over time. But if you're like, you know what, I just want pure, pure, pure cash flow. I don't care about any of the other stuff. I don't care that that property is mine or not. I just need to generate cash flow. Then you can either buy or you can just do rental arbitrage, which is basically where you don't buy the property, but you um you lease the property from from a landlord and turn it into a short term rental. That's a completely completely valid model. Now, if that idea of arbitrage that I just mentioned was like, wait, what? What did you just say? I have a whole episode. Um, on rental arbitrage, you can probably scroll down and find and find the episode on rental arbitrage that describes what that is. I've, I've done it myself. I have my clients that are that are I'm doing it right now. It's I know some people are like it's too good to be true. I'm like no, it's not. Just <laughs> just go do it, <laughs> right? Um, now, other reasons that people may want to buy buy short term rental is they just want a place that a family can go hang out that is paid for, right? For us, that's Doris. Okay, we, we we use Doris as our nice little hangout, but it's 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 a very well paid for lucrative short term rental. Okay, um, but depending on what exactly your goal is with the property, you may tolerate or not tolerate certain types of returns. Right? 
And ultimately, it is your decision. Don't let other people push their why on you. If somebody's why is to churn out, you know, let's say 40% cash on cash return or whatever, and your why is like, I just need a place I can go hang out that I don't have to pay for myself, then for all you care, a 10% cash on cash return may not be bad. You see, you see what I'm saying? Like, don't, there's so much, particularly in this day and age where like everybody has a microphone. Right. There's so much of like shield, shield, shield that gets thrown out there. But honestly, when it comes to all of this, there is no shield. There is literally no shield when it comes to real estate. (laughs) Okay, it's a matter of what your goals are and how your goals direct your investing that ultimately matter. Now, are there consequences to choosing certain things? Yes. So if so, however you choose to decide to, you know, to to, to, um, skin your investment cat, um, you should also be ready for the consequences. Right. But I'm saying all this to say. And ultimately, you need to pick what works for you and also know what the consequences of what works for you. <laughs> what works for you will also do. All right. Okay. So what do I mean? Actually, let me even just like pause for a second. When I say you choose, but then be ready for the consequences, an example, for example, will be choosing to do a low money down type loan, right? On a property. So let's say you found a lender that had a portfolio loan that allow you to put down 5% for your down payment, okay? Now, somebody else may see and be like, oh my goodness, 5% down? If the market turns, you're underwater like without even anything. Well, guess what? If you don't have 20% to put down, well, you won't get in the game if if the requirement was 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 20%. So this is, this is basically my way of saying that People may have their ideas of certain things, but if they're not in your shoes, they can't dictate, they cannot dictate what's right and what's wrong <laughs> with your investment plan and strategy. Okay, I'm gonna hop off that soapbox for a second. All right, other decisions that you need to make when you're getting so the short-term rental. Number two is if you wanna buy or rent. And I think I've already alluded to the fact that like when you buy a property, you have the benefits of ownership, the benefits of equity, the benefits of um, you you could have the tax tax um, tax and benefits as well, okay. Um, and then if the property grows in value, you know, grows in value like you have with, with, with appreciation, that is yours as well. Now, if you choose to rent, you don't have to put a down payment. You don't have to to to, to bring um closing costs. You can get into a property in a matter of thirty days, right? You still have to furnish like you would if you if you bought, but then you don't have those 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 other things like you know appreciation and equity growth and, and stuff like that. But it's faster when you rent. There's more cash flow in terms of cash and cash return when you rent. But they're two very different things and could potentially serve different investors or even the same investor. I have lots of clients. I have clients now who have both arbitrage units and properties that they've bought. I have I have clients now who have properties that they've bought as vacation rentals as well as like more inner city type short-term rental, um, short-term rentals. So like I said, there are multiple ways to skin the short-term rental cat. And I know this is not going to be a Peter favorite, but yes, we skin cats here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Totally kidding before you guys come at me with like, oh my goodness, you are terrorizing cats. <laughs> All right. So you start with why. Number two, decide if you want to buy or rent. Number three will be decide on where. And I'm probably going to do a whole episode on about, about like how to pick a location for your short-term rental if I haven't already. Um, but the decision of where to pick a short-term rental is probably one of the 
the biggest decisions you have to make. It deserves its own entire episode. But I'll just quickly run through like four things you need to keep in mind before I do the full episode on that. It will be number one, what are the regulations? Number two, what is your budget? Number three, how much rent can you actually get from the plate, like in terms of like short-term rental revenue? And number four, what kinds of returns do you desire? Now, as I said, I'll do a full episode on this, but those are the four things you need to be thinking about when picking your location. I personally like to come up with like a list of 12 different cities that are like on my mind. And, and I start out with like, um, um, okay, where do I know that people are going? Where are people mentioning that they have a short-term rental? Where do people locally like to go on like a quick staycation type of thing? That's how I make that list of 12. And then I work through that list of 12 to see what my returns could possibly be to eventually pick where I'm going to go. That's how we were able to find a nice little little known place to plant our doors place and how I also you know encourage my clients to do to do the same. And then the next thing, the next question is, do I want to do this remotely, right? Because some of you, when you go through that list of where, you say, well, all of these places are far away from me. Do I even want to do this far away? But here's the thing. You can do this remotely. Now, if you have not picked up our um, remote operator's guide, you can go to workwithme2021.com slash ROG. Again, that is workwithme2021. One, dot com slash ROG. That'll help you get our remote operators guide that will help you get started with your own short-term rental. Um, basically, to know how you can do this even when you're not at the location. Once that, for me, that was the one key that unlocked my limiting beliefs to make me think that I couldn't do short-term rental. That's the one thing that actually helped me break free to get started with my short-term rentals because our first short-term rentals were all the way down in Dallas, Texas, while we live in Syracuse, New York, all the way across the country. Now, once you know you can do this from anywhere, game changer, game changer, I tell you, okay? And then the last, the last question, of course, the last decision is how you're going to pay for it. Now, this, 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 this is another one that's like so huge that I've actually done another full episode about how to fund your short-term rental. You can probably go down, probably like among the first few episodes that we did, um, uh, paying for short-term rental. But just in brief, you can pay for it as a second home loan. You can pay for it as what's called a you know, debt service credit ratio or DSCR loan. Um, you can pay for it as just standard in, you know, investment property just with the right lender, okay? Some people would use like a HELOC for a down payment, retirement accounts for their down payments, good old savings for their down payments. Um, but those are the decisions you have to make. And I think two more decisions. Number number five, I think, is do you want a property that is turnkey or that needs rehab? Now, depending on your model, right? The way I built our portfolio when we were doing long-term rentals was that we'll buy properties that needed work, we'll fix it up, and then we'll, we'll turn it into a long-term rental, and then we'll um, refinance and take the cash out. Um, you can do the same with short-term rentals. As a matter of fact, when you do it with short-term rentals, it's like supercharged because now you're getting a property that is churning out all this cash flow and you don't have any money left in it. That's just like golden right there. <laughs> but in the past year or two, with, with all the property values going up and way up, um, even the properties that needed work that have needed work have also gone up so much that they're trying to, like, sellers are, have been trying to get the same price as turnkey properties, to which I say no, right? If you have two properties and one of them needs work and the other one does not need work and they're asking about the same price, please go for the one that does not need work, okay? 
Because um, you do not want that extra risk if you're going to be paying the same amount anyway, right? I feel like now that the market is sort of cooling off a little bit, that sellers will become more realistic. But until then, just buy the one that doesn't need work and let the equity grow over time. Okay, and then the last decision that I have here on my sheet that you probably want to make is who do you want to serve with your short-term rental? Do you want to cater to the large family groups coming for like, you know, multi-generational vacation? Or do you want to do you want to cater to, you know, the husband and wife just, just going out for a weekend away from the kids? In which case you only need like a one bedroom or a two bedroom at most, okay? Or do you want a, you know, a, a space that can cater to a couple of friends hanging out? So like a two bedroom, three bedroom, right? Just kind of picture who you want to take care of in your short-term rental. And that will help guide the kinds of properties that you're looking out for. It'll filter out lots of properties and basically help you just kind of see tunnel vision, exactly the kind of property that you want to buy and help you get closer to getting your first short-term rental. Anyway, those are just a couple of questions that I just felt, you know, these are decisions that people will have to make when they're getting their first short-term rental. I hope this was helpful. Now, if this was, feel free to share with a friend. Oh, before I forget, we do have an event coming up. Oh, wait, no, I said this earlier, but I'll say it again. We have an event coming up um, this October. If you have not registered, you want to do so ASAP because um, this is coming up like really soon. And I would love to see you in person in Charleston, South Carolina. It's called the Physician Wealth Revolution um, event uh, where we'll be basically taking you from getting, you know, from zero to built, right? zero to to um, to guess in a three-day window what you need to do to get started with your own short-term rental. Anyway, this has been amazing. I hope you've had fun like I have. And this is Chia Gauzier signing off.